0: What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Logos Podcast. This is Max. This is Joey. And on today's episode, we've got another heavy topic, Joey. A big one. Joey, it's a big topic, a Joey. A big one. We're going to be talking about just war theory whether going to war is at all justifiable, what the church has to say about it, mm-hmm. and the catechism, what some of the bishops in the U.S. say. Ultimately, what Saint Thomas Aquinas says, which is a theologian we commonly
1: refer to in discussing such matters, I don't think it's going to be ultimately what Saint Thomas. Aquinas, I think it's going to, think ultimately going <laughs> to be what the Church says. Ultimately, it's going to be what <laughs> Jesus Christ Thomas. said. Here's the thing,
0: dude. You know we refer to Saint Thomas most of the time. Thomas too. Yeah, right that's thing. true. But uh, Joey's right. For what, whatever that word means. Yeah. <laughs> um. But we're going to be referring to him and talking about the just war theory. Um. Now, the motivation, I think, of this episode comes from some of the recent events we've seen and yeah. the tensions uh, arising between uh, Ukraine and Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, and this conversation is not going to get in all, to, in all of the politics and all the social kind of connotations that have to do with such a thing. One, first and foremost, because I do not feel qualified enough to speak on the matter. Yeah. Um, but one of the questions that does arise in a lot of people, including myself and Joey, is... This idea, like, what about war? Like, is this, should we go to war? Is war okay? Okay, what about war ever? Is war ever okay? Is killing okay? Um, And so, kind of the conversation is motivated there. Um, As long as, I think, think, uh, you know, as well as a, a lot of people, I think, just ask that question in general.
1: Yeah, I and mean, it's just have. it's just on kind of the, I think the culture's mind in this moment with this raging conflict yeah. between Ukraine and Russia. So, yeah, we just wanted to address it, say what the church kind of says generally about war, maybe apply it a little bit to the situation in Ukraine and yeah. Russia with our limited knowledge of what's going on over there. And then, yeah, maybe share some words from our Holy Father too about, yeah. about his thoughts on it. But first. Oh, yes, dude, let's go. Don't forget, you may have noticed our new set up here check it out goes up and it goes down our new mic stands so we uh. don't have to mess around with the mics anymore um these are thanks to in large part our supporters. also people who have supported us oh we got chairs too we got s- chairs so we're standing still at <laughs> sam but if i wanted to but if he got tired he She's could he could right have here. a seat and i like this actually i feel very superior is that, is that what this is about? This is did we just talk about Foucault and power and stuff? That's what it's been about <laughs> I don't, for my me. Gosh. Um so if you want to help us keep um making our setup nicer here so that mask and treat keep drinking McDonald's. Um Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. you can uh, support us on Patreon. So we have a Patreon page, as you very well know. So patreon.com slash logos podcast. Thank you to our current donors for your support. You can donate five or ten bucks a month and that's you can do that if you like what we're doing and you're benefiting from what we're doing maybe just pay it back a little bit okay
0: yes um, also i like the freedom of us just being able to move around whenever yeah, and whatever nice. we want to you know this is
1: nice um uh, we also have tiktok we also have instagram, instagram. we also have a website mm-hmm. so check All us out the there things. Subscribe,
0: subscribe share our stuff share.
1: comments rate i think rating us is yes. important yes
0: and also um it actually is very beneficial to like promoting our, our
1: project here. Yeah. And so if you like what you hear, um, yeah, consider sharing our stuff. And tell your friends about us. Tell your friends and about us. And tell your friends about Jesus Christ. Also, um, how's your day going before we start? Dude. Because we've been- Good question. I got here like an hour ago and we've been working, setting up the studio, to, going over the episode. Yeah. And I have not asked you that question yet, so.
0: I'm well, actually. Um, Thanksgiving is around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Luckily, I've gotten a lot of my major projects, school projects, out of the way and kind of handled and touching them up finally. But most of, most of them are done now, so just waiting for Thanksgiving and then coming back for finals and then Christmas. Um, so I'm, I'm chilling. I'm chilling right now, and things are good. Thanks be to God, dude. And then we're going, going to the Holy good. Land. And
1: then we're going to the Holy Land. We're going to have to do an episode.
0: That's crazy. From Israel.
1: Or about Israel. Or
0: about yeah. Israel or Jerusalem or... Wow. Dude, that is crazy. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I, like we've been so... I've been so busy. I haven't even yeah. had a chance to really reflect, but we'll be at the Holy Land and that would be a good That's idea. That's going be sweet. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Um, good. So you're done with your papers and stuff? Yeah. Most of, I have one three-page paper, but that wouldn't take me, what, 30 minutes, an hour to knock out. Wow. You know? It's all up here. It's just not down here yet. You know, you don't I'm class? saying. What class? What class is it for? Uh, this is for church history for Doctor Graf's class. Dr. Actually, Eric
1: Graf, go back and watch our episode with that's Dr. right.
0: Eric, Eric Graf about the Inquisition. So I've read the material. I just haven't sat down and actually typed it out yet. You know, okay. That's kind of how I work.
1: Cool. Yeah. So cool.
0: there's that. Um,
1: yeah, man. How are you? What's going on? I'm good. I'm really good. Yeah. I spent the morning at the high one of the high schools I'm working at. I went in first period so early and talked to one of the theology classes about the priesthood and about just my life. And, um... Classic Joey telling everybody about his life. Then, third period, I played volleyball in PE class with these kids. Did you you actually wreck them, dude? Actually, it was guys versus girls, and we lost.
0: That... Joey, were you on the guys' team? I'm guessing I was on the guys. So you got—I don't. That's not
1: surprising. Like honestly, you kind of
0: suck at volleyball. None of these kids ever
1: played volleyball except some of the girls. Oh, dude, don't start justifying your inability to play volleyball. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Um, But it was fun, and then we had mass at the school. Oh, cool. um, Yeah, we're gearing up for Thanksgiving, and then uh, you know, like Christmas time is coming around, so we're getting like Our Lady of Guadalupe, Las Posadas, Mm. like all that stuff. I'm I'm excited to experience the holidays in a parish with a big Hispanic community. Good. Because I've never like- We party. I've, I've seen Which some of it, but I've never immersed myself in it. Yeah. Oh, and last night I gave my first like talk talk in Spanish. To How was it? How do you feel you I did think on it a scale from I one think, to 10? I think I went well. I think I'll give it like a seven, seven or eight. Okay. That's good. Yeah. That's a C, B, yeah, if okay. you know yeah. what I mean. When you put it like that. Yeah. that's not too bad. bad. I mean, come on. She's um, get yeah.
0: colors, <laughs> <See> <laughs> not
1: ideally, but they they See can. For color, <laughs> um. All, all right, right, cool. Just yeah, war, just war. So, I guess the first question that we got to ask when we're talking about whether war can ever be justified is whether killing can ever be justified, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the question: Is it ever okay to kill a human being? According to the church. Is
0: killing always sinful? The answer would be no. No. Right? right. So um, killing is not always sinful. Um, and, and, and this is always, when we talk about war in general, it's always connected to peace and justice. Mm-hmm. And so part of the conversation here, this question that that Joey's posing ultimately is like, okay, why would killing not be a sin in all cases? Yeah. You know?
1: That's, yeah, um, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? And so so one of the ways to kind of, one of the ways, or two of the ways, really, church justifies uh, or talks about uh, killing as not always being sinful is one, in an act of self-defense, mm-hmm. and also for the defense of others. Right? We have a duty to to defend others. Yeah, um, not like just your fam- ourselves. Like if your right. family
1: was under attack or something,
0: like your country, um, yeah. your
1: community, your church—these mm-hmm. kinds of things—you
0: mm-hmm. um, have you have a, an obligation to to the community to, to defend.
1: Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. important. So not only is killing sometimes not sinful. Yeah. Sometimes St. Thomas Aquinas is going to say killing might even be a you duty. Mean, you
0: mean like like the St. Thomas Aquinas? The St. Thomas Aquinas. That's what I'm talking
1: about. Like it might even be a moral obligation in order to protect your family or protect yeah. yourself. Um so um that's Yeah, this quote right here from the Catechism says legitimate defense can not only can be not only a right but a grave duty for one who is responsible for the lives of others.
0: Also that thing you just read it off of dude what's that? Tell Max, me about that, Max is
1: alluding to my, my iPad air five, um, wow. fifth generation. Um, <laughs> okay, dude, relax. I didn't ask for the specifics. Okay. Did you know, it took me like, it took me like a month. I went to the Apple store like four or five times yeah. to figure out which iPad I was going to get. If I was even going to get one, if I could justify the expense,
0: those are big investments. I'm not gonna lie yeah. To, you know? So,
1: so far I'm using it a lot and it's, it's been very helpful. So did
0: you kill somebody while you were there? No, because that wouldn't
1: be justified, no, right? Didn't get attacked. But. <laughs> okay, but that's important. So, yes. lest anyone think that the Catholic Church says killing is always wrong, it's not. In no. fact, the Ten Commandments. I, I learned this the other day. Mm-hmm. The commandment in the Hebrew Bible that says "Thou shalt not kill." Yep, it actually doesn't say that. It says "Thou shalt not murder." Oh, so murder is wow, right? Murder is the unjustified yep. killing of an innocent life. Yeah, so that is always gravely sinful. Like that's intrinsically evil. But sure. merely to kill another. At times, can be justified, yeah, um, if it's in self-defense. But so. when we're talking about war, right? Yes, yeah, so war broadens the context.
0: Yeah, bit, and, right? and, and and when we're talking about war, particularly, um, we're not just talking about me defending Joey in this instance only, or Joey defending himself against whoever in this instant only. War encapsulates a larger community of people. Mm-hmm. The effects are much larger. Um, the monetary, um, if you know, needs are much longer, or much much larger, and so. War always has to be promulgated, or at least, um, what is the word I'm looking for here? Uh, war has to declared. be declared by the proper authority.
1: Yeah, that's that's going to be right. that's going to be we're going to see that that's going to be one of the qualifications right. for a, for a just war. Why is that the case? Well, it's because it's the case because the the authority, like our our govern our government or whoever's been entrusted with the care of the community, they're the ones who have legitimate control and um, not control, but legitimate. Um, like stewardship over yeah. the common good. Right. So they're the ones with, for example, the requisite knowledge of like actually the situation maybe between nations. Mm. They're going to they're gonna have information that I don't have access to. So yeah. it's never for me necessarily to just like organize my friends and say, hey, we're going to go to war against these people. Yeah. It has to
0: Mostly come. because you don't have friends, but also because. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so... Um, yeah. So it's gonna need to be declared by a legitimate authority. So we'll talk about that. But sure. before we get into all the requirements for a just war according to the church, we should talk about peace first. Yeah. I think. And the reason I think we should talk about peace first is because you put it on our document like that. Yeah. But I did. also I, did do that. I think That's that right. you did that because you're smart and you know that um that peace is more fundamental than war. Yeah. That that human beings, even though we are corrupt, mm-hmm. like at base we are essentially we're essentially good, yeah, and therefore peace is kind of um is kind of the starting point mm. and the ideal towards which we should always be striving it's not so there are some philosophers, some thinkers out there, like Rousseau, like he thinks that humanity by nature, is always in a constant state of war, yeah, and that governments are instituted just for example to like impose peace from without mm. because if left to their own devices, humanity, they would just we'll eat themselves warring yeah. at each other. That's not what we actually think about the right. human person. We believe that the human person is yes, fallen, but at base good. And so peace is going to be the most primary thing. Mm. So what is real peace? I guess is what we need to ask. So I'll, I'll
0: refer to the definition of St. Augustine. He says it's the tranquility of order, mm. right? So what peace is not is a mere absence of war. Right or or a mere balance amongst adversities of political systems. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so oftentimes people are like, "Well, let's fight for peace," right? Or you even have like the movement of the sixties and seventies, right? Like no war, you know, no war because we want peace or right. whatever. It's like, well, peace is not just the absence of war. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's actually again this tranquil existence of order amongst societies.
1: Yeah. So right? I'm just thinking right now, actually, so that example with Rousseau. Say yeah. you have in this hypothetical community, according to him, this is how things are, that people are by nature at war with each other. Right. And then a government comes in and prevents people from battling each other and going yeah. to war. That's not yet peace, right? Just because you've stopped the battling doesn't mean that you've actually achieved peace because sure. in their hearts, these people are still fostering anger and hatred and violence, yeah. right? Um, so. It's not the mere absence of war. It's something positive. It's something yeah, that's that, fundamental, right? That's a, that's a good way to put it. It's not just a negative thing. It's a, yeah. it's a
0: positive thing in this in this sense. Um, and who fosters ultimately? I mean, we all have a responsibility to build peace within our own communities, within our own families, within ourselves, right? right. Within Perfectly. ourselves too. Yeah, that's right. good. So, virtue, the tranquility of order, right, within our own hearts right. and within our own lives, yeah, in our own like, minds, yeah. And so, like, you know, that's one of the things, like, to talk about Jordan Peterson again. Like, yeah. it's one thing he's he, and and not just him, but a lot of like, uh, you know, like theologians, modern moral theologians and ethicians will talk about like the need to to work mm-hmm. on oneself, one interior order before they're trying to kind of impose that order on anybody else or in some way kind of structure the outside world, like. Like the order starts with one first, but also there is a need for outside sources to kind of frame our life to help us live this ordered life. And one of who has that particular authority is the government, right? Yeah. They have a certain obligation to safeguard the good of persons, mm-hmm. free communication, the respect for human dignity, and the practice for this community to be fostered. Um, and so, and we also have, again, a participation in that good that the government or the church even in
1: her spiritual yeah. kind of branch yeah. to help kind of foster that that peace amongst people. Right? Can I read this paragraph from the catechism? Sure. So this is paragraph 2304, and it says this. It says, respect for and development of human life require peace. Peace is not merely the absence of war, and it is not limited to maintaining a balance of powers between adversaries. Peace cannot be attained on earth without safeguarding the goods of persons, free communication among men, respect for the dignity of persons and peoples, and the assiduous practice of fraternity. So, peace is the... Like we said, the tranquility of order, and it's the work of justice and the effect of charity. Is the, what the work of
0: justice, saying. rendering to each what is due, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. And then charity, right? yeah. To love the good of the other as other.
1: Yeah. Right? Well um, said, so, yeah. Thank right? you. That's, that's good. That's Above
0: really all, good. God loving him. Right. So, um, so keeping those things in mind here, and again, yeah, I did put this in there, as Joey said, alluded to, because I'm very smart. But yeah. most of all, because very <laughs> outside of that, it's 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 a proper way to... The church places emphasis on peace always, and even war itself being kind of an end towards peace. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But before we get there, I think another thing that I also wanted to talk about dealing with this peace thing, um, peace thing, peace thing, uh, Oh, is pacifism, pacifism. And that's an approach some people take in in their protests mm-hmm. right um you had you you hear a lot about peaceful protests martin luther king for example yep. Jr. gandhi yeah gandhi um even Mar- mother teresa to an extent you know with some of her kind yeah. of movements um against and in a sen- in a sense like our lord our lord did right. not respond with, yeah. with violence to violence. his persecutors even though know, he did say he, i came to divide with the sword which yeah, is a did. different question yeah and we won't get into That's that exactly point. but my point is that um ultimately like pacifism is an approach that is in pacifism broadly speaking here is to, to take kind of a, an approach of of nonviolence. of you're not going to take up arms right right you're not going to kind of act or proactively fight against or yeah. be on the offensive side you're going to be more maybe on the defensive side mm-hmm. um and and that is an approach but the church always qualifies that right in yeah the church, so what does
1: the church say about somebody who says i'm a pacifist right right
0: where the church would say like that's an approach but that's not always the approach, mm-hmm. right? Using nonviolent resistance is good, but it's not an excuse for you to act when necessary
1: against for re- these forces. you refrain to act for, right. when necessary. Right, yeah. to
0: pick up, like if it, you need, if you have to pick up arms to, for example, protect your family, it's a necessary thing. You can't just say, no, I don't do that. I'm because, a pacifist, yeah. Exactly. It's like, that's not an argument here. Right. Um, because in, in the order of things, again, in the tranquility of order and the ordering of things, you have an obligation to protect your family, to protect yeah, well your, your, your immediate friends.
1: And also, so, so also to clarify though, I mean, the church would look at people like Martin Luther King, look yeah. at some of the actions of someone like Gandhi, Gandhi yeah. as heroic, right? Like right. those are good, like pacifism and nonviolence, every possible means of nonviolence should be exhausted before you mm-hmm. resort get, to any form yeah. of violence. So, so Christians should, um, and we'll talk about this as, you know, one of the criteria for just war being the, that it's the last resort, but like, Christians should exhaust every possible means of nonviolent resistance, yeah. nonviolent approaches. Um, but if push comes to shove and you do have, like you said, a moral obligation to protect yourself, your family, your community, you can't be like, oh, that's that's not really what I do Yeah. because sometimes you have an obligation to, to protect them. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. that obligation is going to involve using arms or even fight, just fighting them with your fists,
0: you know, and sometimes using verbal words to scare them or to whatever you got to do to kind of fend them off, you know. Joey's kind of weak, so he probably can't fight very many people off. Um,
1: Maybe one or a (laughs) hundred. Maybe one or a thousand. Okay, so now let's talk about... We've talked about peace. We've talked about killing. We've talked about peace. Let's talk about war. War. Um, Mm. So, Qualify for me a little bit. Yeah, so the Catechism has this paragraph. I think it would be helpful to start with that. Cool. um, That kind of lays out the conditions for a war to be considered just and like legitimate and we're going to unpack those so first let's you and i can take turns reading some of the bullet points in this catechism but this is paragraph 2309 and it says this it says the strict conditions for legitimate defense by military force require rigorous consideration The gravity of such a decision makes it subject to rigorous conditions of moral legitimacy. So it says this, at one and the same time, all of these conditions must be met. So the first one is? The damage inflicted by the aggressor on the nation or community of the nations must be lasting, grave, and certain. Right. So you can't just go to war because someone hurt your feelings. Yeah. You can't just go to war for a trivial reason. Like, you have to be responding to an offense that is lasting, grave, and certain. Yeah. Um, Yeah,
0: so so like you also can't go to war just because uh, based off of hearsay. Yeah. Right. Right, you got a call, you got an email from whatever person, you got a, you know, a message, an inscription, you got whatever. Like this has to be a credible source mm-hmm. who by which you're getting this information and to which you're responding.
1: Right? Yeah, cool. So number two is all other means of putting an end to the conflict must have been shown to be impractical or ineffective. Right. So we've tried the past the pacifist approach.
0: We've mm-hmm. tried not having to fight. We've we've sat on the backdrop for this amount of time. It's time to now act. You have, have to have tried have dialogue. We We've We've tried, tried diplomacy.
1: We tried, yeah. Um, right? So that's that's the second one, right?
0: There must be serious prospects of success. That's important, right? That's, that's a big right because, like, if if Joey, for example, went to war with me, he would lose. There's no probability for success <laughs> there. So that's not right. Legit. No, <laughs> it's not a legitimate war for me to begin. No, it's not. But but on a more serious note, like you know, different countries or Joey even himself can can start trying to pose a war on. You know, I don't know China or the U.S. even or anybody else, and he also can't affect other revolutionaries in particular settings to try to revolt against others because the probability of success is very low for Joey.
1: Yeah, right? and it's it's funny though. You know, you take this in mind. Like yeah, I think of some of the battles in history about the the odds against which some of these small, like the American Revolutionary War. Like, sure. if you would have asked people, like the prospects of success didn't seem very high. No. So when you're evaluating these things, you have to you have to take a broad you have to know history. You have to yeah. take things into consideration. You have to yeah. um, kind of, yeah, consider a lot. So, okay. That's the, that's the other one.
0: I think another question is just
1: kind of to leave it out there. I mean, is war ever successful? That's a good question. Right. And we'll get into that. I cool. think. So the next criteria is um, the use of arms must not produce evils and disorders graver than the evil to be eliminated. And then the catechism says the power of modern means of destruction weighs very heavily in evaluating this condition in particular. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's with when the, muskets become
0: M16s exactly, or become exactly. sniper that's rifles well 50 said. calibers yeah. or whatever like the, the the moral the moral question becomes much larger Mm -hmm. and becomes much more strict in that sense. Uh, The analysis has to be considered within the context of what is now being produced comparatively.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, this is a question, right, that the legitimate authority would have to be asking themselves, right? right? So in the face of this conflict, can I, and and, and in the pursuit of peace and the tranquility of order, like in the pursuit of goodness, can I legitimately say that the weapons that we're going to use, the means of destruction that we're going to use in order to defend ourselves right now, are not going to bring about more evils than are being inflicted upon us in this moment. And that is a, I mean, as I'm sure you can see, this very quickly gets into a lot of gray area. Like there's no hard and fast rules. This is the prudential judgment oftentimes of civil leaders, Mm -hmm. but these are the ideals towards which the church wants us to to strive in our assessment of, of these, of these conflicts. So, yeah. Okay, and what's the last one?
0: Uh, the evaluation of these conditions for moral legitimacy belongs to the prudential judgment. So this is what Joey's saying of those who have responsibility for the common good. So again, this emphasis on authority. Joey can't wage war. I can't wage war. Um, even certain statesmen, even certain lawyers, doctors can't wage war. Like that has to be come from kind of you know the proper authority of the particular government structure or the, you know, the president or emperor or king or whatever, like it has to come from the proper start that makes those calls. And even within the U.S.'s federal government, um, the president is ultimately the guy who
1: makes a call um, in in our country. Um, And importantly, that also means that it's not the church, right? The church Mm -hmm. is not the one who decides to go to war or not to go to war because the church isn't entrusted with the temporal good of humanity the church is entrusted with the spiritual good of humanity yeah now it does belong to the church to make moral evaluations of wars yeah. that are going on
0: which is where we get this from right yeah. this discussion kind of exactly. comes from from her not just modern analysis on my ad we've been using modern examples here but throughout her life in fact she's carried a standard by which she operates by and yeah. by which kind of the moral and analysis or assessment of a war is considered yeah um and so I think that's 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 one of the things that we also have always have to kind of keep in mind here is that the church has always had conditions by which she operates. Now, the question does and will become: Has there ever been a just war? Mm-hmm. Right. And succinctly put, and we'll get more into this in detail. The answer, summatively, is especially in modern times, the answer is no.
1: Yeah, so has does there that, ever been a war that fulfilled all the fulfilled all
0: the criteria? Which we'll get into here more specifically. Um, no. But, and especially modern times, however, the church has always held like the integrity of these criteria because it's possible, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, let's get into some of that criteria, we think.
1: Yeah. So, now we'll talk about, so we just went through what the catechism says about just yeah. war. So, now we're going to turn to the angelic doctor himself, who have, we've St. already made St. Thomas made reference Aquinas. St. Thomas Aquinas. What did, right. what did he say about just war? And it's gonna, there's going to be a lot of overlap, yeah. but the way that he lays it out will be a helpful way I think for our listeners to think about this. So yeah. he says that there are me, there are three main conditions um, that have to be met in order for a war to be considered just. Oh yeah. That's what he does. Are say. you Sure. I mean, that's what you you he says.
0: That's not what I said. That's what one of our professors, which you have had on this podcast before. For the Dylan James. For Dylan James, um, do check out actually that episode that we had on NFP and contraception with
1: him, was awesome. That's I a thought good it was one. very good. We're going to have him on again. Yeah, we point. for sure. He's, um, talk about yeah Great Britain or something like
0: that. See, <laughs> 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 you sound more Australia. I'm not going to lie. I know, but it's, hard. Little, it's hard. It's hard to get the two distinctions. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, it's, it's your inner Matt Frad <laughs> arising from your inner soul, Um good whatever eye, that means. Is, Not, <laughs>
1: no, I, I, I got the good eye.
0: Um, okay, so distinctions here. So St. Thomas Aquinas lays out three basic, as he keeps it simple, mm-hmm. succinct criterion for just war, one of which is just cause, right? Second of which is right intention. Third of which is
1: legitimate authority. So, okay, number one, yeah. there has to be a just cause mm-hmm. for waging war. Yep. And what that's going to involve is War can only ever be a response to someone else's injustice. Right. So that's the first, like, like we said, killing in general is only ever legitimate as an act of self-defense. Yep. So analogously, declaring war, going to war, is only ever legitimate if you've already been attacked. Mm-hmm. So that's the first just cause that needs to be present if you're going go to or not even if war. you're just attacked.
0: Also, if you know something is going to happen, right? So this is one of the things about um, war. War can be justified not just on. On the offensive side; it can also be kind of enacted on the defensive side, right? So if if I'm if I know 100 percent sure, I can go into this probability of success or um, you know, like the credit the credibility. If if I'm hearing stuff from you know Joey's country, whatever, um, and I know this is a case, like I have evidence mm-hmm. to prove, I can use means to kind of avoid that,
1: right? Can you? Can yes. You, can you? Yeah. Go. On? You can. Okay, but remember the Catechism says the damage inflicted by the aggressor on the nation or community of nations must be lasting, grave, and certain. Hmm. So I don't know if you could, um, like as a preventative measure for an attack that you're anticipating wage right. war. I don't, I don't, I don't know.
0: So, okay. It's so a question all can also become, right? And we don't have to figure this out right now, but right. it's like, let's say you hear, you know, your friend, whoever, or ex friend is is going to come and I don't know, attack your family. Yeah. Can you not fight to avoid this thing? Well, and that gets into the, what is that movie by Tom Cruise? That's what this question is, question is, question. Top Gun Maverick. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's the, it's a movie where he's 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 being this agent where he's kind of going into people's future, and they're going to commit these crimes. Oh, interesting. And the the question becomes: Is it okay to stop those crimes
1: even though they haven't committed them? Yeah. But in the future, I don't I don't think so. I don't think if I even if I got wind that my friend was going to come and kill my family, I don't think I could go and kill my friend because of that. Okay, that's fair. As you can see, these questions get real hairy real fast. But
0: <laughs> hairy, I hate that analogy, dude. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't know. I don't know why. Okay, but you did
1: real complex, complex, real tangled, anyways, tangled. There it is. And complex. <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say no, that you can't. Okay. I'm going to contradict you. Go ahead. So. You're wrong. But That's um, all right. It's okay. But okay. So that, so there has to be a just cause. So you have to be defending yourself. Sure. And, you have to be defending your sense. You have to be defending yourself against an attack that is lasting, grave, and certain. Mm. So that's what it means for there to be a just cause, according to St. Thomas. Mm. Um, okay, the second criteria, according to St. Thomas, is right intention. Right intention. What does that mean? Um, if
0: your intention to go to war, for example, with the Nazi regime um, of World War One and World War Two, uh, led by Adolf Hitler. Is for world dominance. That's not a right intention. Right, power is what you're seeking, not peace. So obviously,
1: Hitler's intention in, w- in right. going to war was and that's not-
0: an extreme kind of that's yeah. an extreme example here.
1: But to use it as a as a more kind of contemporary, if you will, yeah. Okay, but here. here's here's where it gets even more serious. It's like okay, let's say Hitler's attacking me. Sure. So I the the church is saying. It's possible that I can legitimately respond mm-hmm. and wage war against Hitler and the Nazis, sure. but when I do so, my intention is not. I hate this guy. I and want all his boys, him and his family, and yeah. I'm going to completely blot Reliterate. them out and yeah. the rest of the country. I'm going to exact vengeance. The intention is always the pursuit of justice and peace. Always, right? So war is always... It's it's a means to that end. Yeah. Um. Which, like, in the in the when you get down into it that's almost never the case right because no. human passion is going to evolve yeah. lives are being you know taken it's it's destruction and so it it really easily becomes no i'm just gonna i hate this person and i'm gonna destroy and them. he's hurt everybody that i know he's killed many
0: of them right so and so the the the, the response almost seems justified to say i'm also going to hurt those yeah, i hate those. you i'm gonna destroy yeah. you um, Take your money, take your wealth, take that, your power, yeah. and that's, that's why war is so
1: hard. It's al- its its almost impossible to maintain these intentions yeah. as you're in the midst of combat, as you're in the midst of battle.
0: And there's something kind of, yeah. There's something like against again in man that doesn't. I mean, like fighting amongst each other isn't the ideal mm-hmm. the original innocence. In, yeah, in, in JB two would be like the thing. Like we're we're desiring to be kind of in communion in community, mm-hmm. um, whereas like war is kind of a destruction to this order in which God's endowed us with.
1: And I want to clarify something because I'm thinking of my dad right now and probably okay. other people who are, are thinking something similar. Like, okay, if my dad has, I mean, it expressed before, like if someone breaks into my home to yeah. try to like hurt my family, I'm going to destroy that person. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's okay. Yeah. But you can't be just trying to destroy that person for the sake of destroying him. You, no. My dad's doing that in for, defense, the sake, right. for the sake of bringing right. about order and peace and saving his family. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and even that, that desire to... Um, the desire to defend yourself sometimes needs to be vigorous, and sometimes needs right. to be um like impassioned, right?
0: right? And so, like anger, like righteous anger, we would say, yeah, right? Yeah, For yeah. example, like righteous anger, it's kind of a a justified move towards an evil mm-hmm. that's now before you. Yeah, like you know, this thing is going to harm us, and you should have a reaction to that thing. You should have a prompt, confident, and aggressive even reaction against that thing, right? But but the intention ultimately is to defend in this case, Joey or, mm. or the family or or, yeah. or defend, um, you know, the, the larger community, maybe the suburb, maybe the, you know, his grandmother's in the house or maybe his mom's in the, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like these kinds of things are to consider here. The third of which is, so we talked about, um, what we said the first one? Just cause, Just right, cause intention, right intention,
1: legitimate authority. Legitimate authority, which right. I think we've already... Yeah, we have. I think we've, we've already we've touched on that. But St. Thomas them. Aquinas says the same thing that the catechism says, right. right? That the legitimate authority is the one who has to declare war, probably war, wage war. And like we said, also, it always has to be the last possible resort, right? Mm -hmm. It's always, um, you always have to have exhausted every other means of uh, solving the problem. So, okay. Now, let's see, what are we going to talk about next? The, so these three conditions that we just talked about are Asking whether to wage war at all. Right. Right. So, so we, if if yes, these three criteria are to be met. Right. right. So, so we use those criteria that we just talked about when we're trying to make the decision, okay, ought we to wage war right now? Right. Now, okay, now once you get into the war, now other moral criteria come into play. So, how ought we to wage this war? Right. And the church has a couple of, um, a couple of criteria, a couple of guidelines points of guidance in order to, to do this morally. And so these are kind of implicit
0: in Aquinas' three teachings. And if you read it in the Summa Theologia um, about him, you'll kind of get the sense of what he's trying to say here. Um, but qualify, the two are, so how should, so the first one is whether war should be waged at all. Which we've talked Yes, about. given these three. Mm-hmm. Now that you're in war, how should it be waged? One, proportionally. Right proportionality is important here. Mm-hmm. Uh, take for example, and this is an example that's heavy in the American heart still, uh, but I think something to consider here when we're when we're assessing things. Um, think about when Japan attacked Pearl Harbor. Was the American response to that action justified in an act of yes. war? Yes. Yeah. The question becomes, the moral difficulty comes now. Okay, so America has a proper and justified response to the Japanese for the um for the outset of Pearl Harbor. But is the atomic bomb a Hiroshima? Is that is that proportionate to the attack that they did on mm-hmm. the on the uh, American base?
1: Yeah, that's right? that's the question. That and, that is the question. And the church would say and has said no. Yeah. That that was um, yeah. and for the second reason too. So the second reason is discrimination. So not only do you have to exercise proper proportionality when you're yeah. in the midst of war, which If I means, punch
0: Joey in the face, he can't throw a grenade at me.
1: Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Um, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, exactly. these kinds of things right. kind that, of come that, into play that, that norm of justice does, does still hold. It does. Yeah. Right. In these, in these situations. But so not only is the atomic bomb a disproportional response. But also it's a response that does not discriminate. This is the second criteria. When you're, when you're in the midst of a just war, if it's going to continue to be a just war, you have to discriminate between combatants and non-combatants, mm-hmm. between civilians and soldiers. Yeah. And the atomic bomb did not do that. No. Um, which is why the church has, in its moral evaluation of that action, no matter how effective it was in bringing about an end to the war, yeah. when the church evaluates that action, the church says that it was, it was gravely immoral hmm. because of the number of lives that it took.
0: And so like, uh, keep in mind what you said, it's like, it's, you know, the effects, like it's not always like a moral judgment isn't just based off of effects.
1: Right. Because the ends don't justify the right. means. Yeah. Um
0: And so like, for example, like an abortion is a grave evil act. No matter if there's one child dying or if there's 10 mm-hmm. or 10,000, like it's always because of the intrinsic act or, or evil of the act, um, it's 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 evil all the time. It's never it's never just. Yeah, I mean, know?
1: Saint Paul says you you may never do evil that good may come of right. it. Right, right. So and so the the good of the end of of the war that the atomic bombs brought about. I mean, did that? So yes, that is a good that I that I would admit. You yes, know, from like a military strategic standpoint, but also, like so, yeah, tranquility of order. I mean, it has caused. Like you didn't hear much from Japan after that happened. Yeah, but like, what was the state of affairs in Japan? Yeah, and in the lives of those people, the exactly. lives of those innocent people who died, lost their family, lost their loved ones, went through unspeakable suffering because they were, yeah, because of nothing. I mean, it was yeah. it was grave injustice. Sure. So that's a that's a that's a hairy topic.
0: It is a delicate, hairy topic, and he's a little shaven. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take it to the new level here. Okay. So we talked about kind of Aquinas' three conditions. Mm-hmm. We talked about uh, what, what's technically called in bello, right? So how war should be waged proportionality is important discrimination is also important and here discrimination we don't mean like social discrimination or kind of cultural or racial dis- discrimination although there there is that not in a negative sense but a, a like a discrimination to be outside of one particular group yeah right so like if a, if a particular religion maybe uses has certain principles to operate by you have to abide by those principles mm-hmm. um, and so the church has laws obviously that she's in- enacted since then
1: yeah um, and can I, can I um can I read this Passage from the catechism that's on these notes. So this talking about, yeah, the, the, how we wage war. Yeah. It says the church and human reason, both assert the permanent validity of the moral law during armed conflict. The mere fact that war has regrettably broken out does not mean that everything becomes licit between the warring parties, right? Mm. So just because you're in the midst of war, this is what the church is saying, doesn't mean you get to degrade into an animalistic seeker of vengeance at all costs, right? Like the moral law still holds. But this is why going to war, it becomes so difficult because as soon as you open yourself up to that violence and that chaos, this is why it's always destructive for humanity Like. Yeah, in the end, and it gets it gets it gets I very mean, complex. At least it has been historically played out yeah. that way, right? It's because once you get into a situation and people are trying to kill you, it's it's going to be very difficult, given your fallen human nature, to like maintain proper moral principles and like discriminate between and civilian be, and reason everything and civilian ration. and combatant, yeah. right? And exercise proportionality, right? Like yeah. all these things become incredibly difficult. Not not I don't want to say impossible, but um, really really hard. They do get complex. So they get they do get tricky. Um yeah. Cool. I think that's good. And then yeah, um
0: any qualifications here. And I know we know this is a sensitive and, and delicate and difficult mm-hmm. topic. Um, but I think expressing the truths of the faith we can we can hold dear to those. Um and some of the particular examples um yeah. can have can be, you know, sought out in further discussion. So they're not certainly not limited to everything Joey and I are saying in our opinions, but some of these things are also what the church has kind of come out and said.
1: Dude, I have to. I have to say something. You were right. Do say it. Remember when we we disagreed about the preventative measures? I remember when I was right
0: about preventative yeah, measures. Yeah. So this
1: is what it says in I think the catechism somewhere oh, yeah? else. It says it is not necessary for the aggressor to strike first. A moral certainty that the aggression will occur is sufficient. Such certainty might be present, for instance, if a party with a history of aggression began amassing troops or munitions. Yeah, that's a high five of the student moment right there, dude. Okay, oh. congratulations. In a world where it is possible for an aggressor to strike at a distance with little or no warning mm. and to cause mass casualties, it is important to identify a potential aggressor early and determine whether he poses morally certain danger. Okay, so you were totally right. I was just dead wrong. I, I remember, I think, where my initial kind of uh,
0: rip, uh, apprehension to what you'd stated was because I think I'd read that or come in contact with that yeah. before. And so here it is in full light for everybody to see.
1: Thank yeah. you, Joey. What a man. Max is better than me.
0: No, don't. That's not true. Okay.
1: Okay. That's true. All right. That's true.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, so we, we're going to mention the U.S. bishops. Yeah. And so, just briefly, yeah. Yeah. Just very briefly because, so there's
0: a criteria which we've already laid out, but the U.S. USCC, ECB, so the, the U.S. Bishops, the
1: Conference of the United States Bishops of the US, Bishops of America, United States Confl- Conference of Catholic Bishops.
0: Boom has also kind of promulgated some things on this just to qualify it a bit. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like the, the, the criteria still stands. They've just kind of expanded it a little bit. So what are their criterion? And one of the things that I think is, is kind of important to keep in mind is that, that the bishops have sometimes gotten accused for being a little imprecise and promoting a passive pacifistic or pacifism Mm -hmm. in their approach towards things. Um, and, you know, they must be, their, their opinion must be taken serious, you know, in yeah. consideration. They speak on behalf of the church in, in the U.S. particularly, in America, yeah. but but also their, their successors of the apostles. In that sense, mm-hmm. we kind of hold, hold to what they say too. And here are the criteria. Their criteria are, I'm going to list down, go just go down the list really quickly here just for the sake of um, uh, information. Um, but keep in mind what we've already discussed. So the first is just cause. So this is whether we should go to war at all. It has to be just cause, mm-hmm. legitimate authority, all right, comparative justice, right, which if you desire to look more into or to get more kind of definition, look it up. I myself am not too, too much to one area. I don't um, I've done a little bit of research and couldn't find a clear answer, but I'm sure you're more capable than I am. The four is right intention, five is last resort, six is possib- uh, probability of success, and seven is proportionality, mm-hmm. which we've discovered or which we already kind of uh, talked
1: about to one extent or another. Is there anything you wanted to add to that? I just have to add this too. This, back to this example, I was yeah. so wrong. I, this says, if an attacker threatens you with a gun, you do not need to wait for him to shoot you to, before defending yourself. So back to that point, Yeah. Hopefully you've hey. stuck around for this whole episode and can hear me cr- make this correction. Yeah. Um, make it clear. Cause that's important. It um, is
0: important. And I think it's also, um, part
1: of what we do here. We just, we dialogue and Yeah, we learn. This is good. Cool. Um, okay. So should we talk a little bit about Ukraine and Russia?
0: Yes, dude. And I think because it's the motivating factor here, I think it's very important that we talk about it. Now, again, I've looked so, into it some, especially yeah. with recent news. I'm like, okay, what is going on here? This is not good. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about it. What, what is the information to we the have for this document?
1: So this is just, I I was reading kind of just like the the timeline of events, and this goes back even to like into the. I mean, the, I think the history of this conflict is very deep. In our resource here is Associated Press. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so December first, 1991, Ukraine becomes an independent nation. Yeah um then fast forward so there are a lot of stuff is going on between these two nations in in between that time but um in kind of this more immediate context april 21st 2019 um zelensky is elected the president of ukraine mm-hmm. and then in december of 2021 putin demands security guarantees um so this says early in 2021 you know zelensky is a former comedian I did not know that That's funny I wonder if it's funny <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, early in 2021, Zelensky cracked down on pro-Russian Ukrainian oligarchs, including a guy whose name I can't pronounce, a close friend of Putin. Subsequently, Putin deploys increasing numbers of troops near the Ukrainian border. Sure. And publishes an article claiming that the Russian and Ukrainians are one people. So that happens in December of 2021.
0: I remember when that letter came out. It was kind of a big story here at a seminary. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I don't well, remember um, it.
1: Yeah. If you, if you read it, it gets pretty, pretty crazy. And then, in february of twenty, 20 february twenty fourth of twenty twenty two we all remember this mm-hmm. Russia launches the full scale invasion of ukraine, so boom, right mm-hmm. there, like okay, if we're evaluating this war, is that justified just this out of nowhere out of nowhere we're
0: going to attack you he used this letter Putin used this letter to justify what he was doing uh, is that kind of it really under undergirded his kind of ideology. There's a mastermind, I think behind what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I'm a philosopher, kind of psychologist sorts.
1: Uh, but is yeah that, that um Dugan guy, though. yeah, who yeah, anyway, I can't
0: remember who he is, but yeah, so, um, so he writes this letter in December, um, and then February, you he, see this attack full, attack. full, full, full scale here go into Ukraine, and then in September 11, so, yeah, 2022, Ukraine forces, uh, Russian retreats. So you yeah. heard about this, it was like, a, it was a, it was a,
1: yeah, it was Ukraine a Ukraine victory made a stand defending themselves, right? Yep. Yeah. So I, I mean, so at at a very basic level, I don't know all the intimate details of the of the you know what's been going on on the front lines, like in the battle. But at a very basic level, we we can say that okay, Russia's aggression aggression towards Ukraine unjust, sinful, wrong, mm-hmm. gravely evil, because it was. It was done upon prompt, like, ideologically on ideological grounds, not yeah. in an act of self-defense. No. And
0: if you go back to our criteria, I'm sure you can chug off the list of which ones it did not yeah. meet.
1: <laughs> now, Ukraine's decision to respond and defend themselves, yeah, I don't know about how the, how they they did it, but at the very least, we could say that that decision to defend themselves that's justified, yeah, because they're being attacked, right? Sure. So they have a responsibility and an obligation yeah. to fight back and defend themselves as a nation. So, yeah. um, which is why I think most of the world is on the side of Ukraine, like thinking what Putin's doing is deplorable and that, you know, kind of cheering for Ukraine in this battle. And then, um, this says in September on September 21st of this year, Putin calls up reservists. So he says, it says Putin delivered a speech outlining his plan to mobilize an additional 300,000 troops in an effort to reclaim the lost territory from the Ukrainian pushback. Yep. The decision was highly controversial with reports of men, who were past the age of conscription being told to turn up for conscription. Well, Um, in response, by some estimates, thousands of young Russian men fled the country, many with no plan to return. So, um, full-scale draft goes into, into effect here. So, certainly... I think what we've said about that is is sufficient, but hopefully some of the guidelines that we've laid out for you guys can help you kind of evaluate what's going on here. Yeah, given the criterion, um, given the criteria have, yeah. of the war, it's it, not a, it's not a for, certainly from the Russian perspective, it's not a just just
0: no. war. No, and I, and it, and it's not an easy kind of, guess not an easy conversation to have. Yeah, you know, I mean, one's always hesitant to just kind of. Blatantly make comments On this I mean, I, At least for myself It's it's a difficult If it, But right. as long as we get Here like some outline Just kind of some timeline Basic timeline stuff And and assess The, the actions of, of UK and Russia um, Based off of What I think is Again Trustworthy Guidelines and principles Which is the church's Moral theology By mm-hmm. the way who The church herself Being instituted By, instituted by our Lord Jesus Christ um, A lot of Catholics Also suffering In both of these countries uh, You know Throughout all of this And their conscience Being kind of Confused and taken aback, and uh, and so so. Anyways, I think I think it's one of the one of the reasons to, do, to to discuss this. And should further actions take you know happen, always to keep in mind here the moral integrity of man, and ultimately that man's dignity is super important. Yeah, it's 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 in a certain sense, it's kind of the, the primordial mission of the church is to uphold human dignity. Yeah, um, and to remember that it was endowed and created by God, um, and for God. And so I think yeah. that's ultimately the the, 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 the real message here we can kind of take away from all this. Now you had some words by Pope Francis. You wanted yeah. To share I wanted to us, share right? these
1: words. Um, cause Pope Francis has been outspoken about this. I mean, he wants the fighting to stop immediately. You know, this, this man who has custody of the, yeah of the souls of the world. He's, um, he's been deeply, deeply afflicted by watching all this happen. So in his Wednesday, or this was a Sunday Angelus address on October 2nd of this year. So about a month ago, um, this, are, these are some of, the words that he said. He said, I am saddened by the rivers of blood and tears spilled in these months. I am saddened by the thousands of victims, especially children, and the destruction which has left many people and families homeless and threatens vast territories with cold and hunger. Certain actions can never be justified, never. It is disturbing that the world is learning the geography of Ukraine through names such as Buka, Irpin, uh, Mariupol." Isium and another city who I can't pronounce and other areas which have become places of indescribable suffering and fear and what to say about the fact that humanity is once again faced with a threat of nuclear war it is absurd Pope Francis says and then do you want to read the second paragraph yeah what more has to happen. How much blood
0: it must continue to flow for us to realize that war is never a solution, only destruction. In the name of God, in the name of the sense of humanity that dwells in every heart, I renew my call for an immediate ceasefire. May weapons be silenced and may conditions be sought for the start of negotiations that will lead to solutions that are not imposed by force, consensual, just, and stable. They will be so if they are based on respect for the sacrosanct. sanctity, sacrosanct value of human life, as well as on the sovereignty
1: and territorial integrity of each country and the rights of minorities and legitimate concerns. Yeah. And then elsewhere in this address, he said, I think of the insane war, insane, of which the tormented Ukraine is a victim. Okay. So there's um, clarifying that Ukraine is, you know, the one that's under Mm -hmm. attack. And of so many other conflicts, which will never be resolved through, through the childish logic of weapons, but only through the mild force of dialogue. Hmm. so here's Pope Francis I think so we've just highlighted for you in this episode the Church's very idealistic requirements yeah. of what it would take to for a war to be fought yeah. justly in accordance with the moral law but here's the thing by the time war is broken out like the moral order has already been disrupted right yeah. because we're made for harmony we're made for peace we're made hmm. for union with each other and so yeah, I think Pope Francis is absolutely right to lament the fact that the war is taking place That all. This destruction and unspeakable suffering is happening over, um, over in Europe. And, um, we should be praying for our brothers and sisters who are undergoing suffering right now. We should be praying for an end to the war and, um, yeah. And doing anything we can to, to help donating money to causes that, that arise Mm and, um, yeah. Or
0: at least to consider these matters serious, right? Like, at least to mm-hmm. take time to actually read into them, including my, that, that, that uh, demand goes to myself too, to kind of stay on top of things yeah. and read through them. And I would like to read, uh, leave y'all here with a final quote. And I know we've been quoting the catechism a lot, but just to safeguard what we're discussing here right. and also to kind of have an information and mm-hmm. a accurate knowledge. And I, I want to end on this kind of note of peace um, that Joey and I kind of thought it was fitting for this episode. Um, And this comes from the paragraph uh, in the Catechism 2305. It reads, Earthly peace is the image and fruit of the peace of Christ, the Messianic Prince of Peace. By the blood of his cross in his own person, he killed hostility. He reconciled men with God and made his church a sacrament of the unity of the human race and of its union with God. He is our peace. He has declared, blessed are the peacemakers. That's one of the Beatitudes um, Mm. to keep in mind. And so blessed are the peacemakers. We can be those. Yeah,
1: you know, you know, and we're called to be
0: those um in our own hearts, exactly. in our own
1: families, in our own communities. Yeah. And it's only it's only in Jesus Christ that that the world may be one. Exactly. Even as he and the Father are one.
0: Yeah. There's also like again going back to that word peace. Again, not this false notion, not this pretentious notion, not this uh, arrogant notion of peace, but rather uh, this tranquility of order to remember that, in fact, order doesn't come from ourselves, that we're only capable of implementing so many social or political um, structures to make such a thing uphold. But in fact, we're called as humans, as rational people, as love for each other to come together and provide some solutions, as Pope Francis is advocating for, to kind of stabilize the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Never perfect, especially on earth. Um, but hopefully perfect in our Lord Jesus Christ one day when we know and love him yeah. perfectly. So that's all I have for that right there. Mm-hmm. I hope y'all enjoyed. Joey, any last remarks here before we go and don't take my final saying, bro. Okay. I was just going to say
1: smash the subscribe that's button. That's what I'm talking and about, dude,
0: Sam, Samuel, wherever you're at, homie, um, call that your boy one time. And, and, and we're praying for you. We are. We are praying for you. Mm-hmm. Um, cool man that's it guys thank you for tuning into this episode of Logos Podcast we hope you enjoyed it uh, again thank y'all for the new setup guys thank you for our patron, uh, patrons 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 and sponsors and all those who are just listening and staying in tune with what we do we hope you liked it and you share this episode uh, for the glory of God yeah thanks our Lord alright guys as always God bless and peace out peace out ha 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 gotcha